Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of ClearedCast. I'm your host, Katie Keller, and today I am so excited to have a few guests on the line to talk about an exciting project that's going to highlight some of the amazing women who have supported the intelligence community. So Megan Jaffer, who I am welcoming back to the podcast, and Katie Hopkins, both are some incredible forces within the IC. So Megan is the co-host of the Iron Butterfly podcast, co-founder of the Amazing Women of the IC, or AWIC. She also serves on the board of directors of the Command Purpose Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to supporting women veterans through their transition from active duty to civilian life. And so Katie is a co-founder of the Command Purpose Foundation. She is the co-creator and producer of the Iron Butterfly podcast and works in the private sector trying to help government build safe, resilient, and sustainable supply chains. So I am so delighted to have some extraordinary women join me for this episode. So thank you both for taking the time to chat today. Thank you. We're so excited. Also, Megan, I think it's funny our bios are like converging over time. Well, what I think is funny is you made us sound way cooler than we actually are. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are so cool. Come on, give yourself more credit. I mean, but I love how you both have worked in and around the same sort of ecosystems. It just kind of, to me, shows the passion behind it and behind the projects that you're working on. And so your podcast, which is excellent and everyone should go tune in, has morphed from just a wee caterpillar into Iron Butterfly Media. And <laughs> you like what I did there? I love it so much. And so I, what I love is it's just a bigger platform where, you know, stories from women can be shared and celebrated. So tell us a little bit about Iron Butterfly Media and the shifting of mindsets in the ICN, just kind of what kickstarted the idea for you both. I think for us, you know, we had started doing the podcast in 2020. And For those who don't know, the podcast was created during the pandemic because, as you mentioned in in our intros, Megan and I both are very involved with an organization called AWIC, or Amazing Women of the IC. And we started the podcast because during COVID, we were no longer able to meet in person, and all of our programming had been in person to that point. And, you know, kind of at the same time, as we were shifting to virtual programming, we started kind of converting this in-person series that we had, just an Ask Me Anything series, to a virtual format, right? So we would just invite in an interesting woman to come and talk about her life. And at the same time, I was listening to a lot of podcasts because I was in the government at the time as an intelligence community analyst, working a lot kind of increasingly from home. And I realized there were a lot of really content heavy podcasts. So like, you know, what's happening in the world and like, what did Putin do this week? But there weren't a lot of podcasts that were kind of getting at exactly what we were getting at at AWIC in our Ask Me Anything series, which was really getting to the core of who these people were, right? I mean, in the national security community, I'm sure many of your listeners will be able to relate to this. Like our profession is so deeply ingrained, right? It's so mission and purpose driven, and it's so personal for so many of us. And I think without understanding the full person, you can't really understand 
the national security community or the intelligence community. And so what Megan and I kind of came together, we huddled and came up with the idea of turning this virtual event series into a podcast, which is what became Iron Butterfly Podcast. And then fast forward a few years, and we had interviewed over 50 women and men on Iron Butterfly Podcast. And we really wanted to reach a broader audience. We, you know, some of the most exciting moments for us on the Iron Butterfly podcast were when we would find out that we had made it onto a syllabus in at a college or university as required listening. We would like geek out about that. And we wanted that to happen more frequently and in more spaces and to reach people who are kind of outside of our immediate community. So, so was born Iron Butterfly Media. So Megan, I'm going to punt it to you now. Oh, wow. Well, I thought that was perfect. That's why I had you start. The only thing I would add, there are two things. So one, Katie said that we did a little huddle. And I think Katie, uh, both Katie's know that we call our huddles dream sessions. And so Katie and I, why we kind of have merged our careers over time is because we sit and have these dream sessions and kind of say, what's the art of the possible, right? Like, what can we do together? What do we want to do? What do we want to accomplish? And so that's what we did with the podcast. And then ultimately, when we were trying to figure out what was next, we did another one of those dream sessions. And we thought, why not produce a documentary, even though that was a crazy idea. And we went and talked to a few people we knew roughly in the industry and asked, you know, is this nuts? Is this crazy? Can we even learn this or do this? And we received so much support and just positive reinforcement that we were like, okay, we can do this. And so that's kind of how Iron Butterfly Media came to be. I love that. And I love y'all's dream sessions. And you both have inspired me to have more of these at work. And I need to take some time, slow down, sort of dream about what's next and maybe set aside time for a little bit of research and not just like hit the ground running heads down. So I love that. And I really love and I know that we're going to talk about the documentary at length a little bit more here. But I really love how with documentaries regarding the intelligence community, it's usually an event that happened. And most of the time, a really negative event that they are showcasing and interviewing folks for. But this documentary that y'all are putting together is really just showcasing the stories of some of these women who work in the IC. They have quote unquote normal lives. If if anyone has a normal life, I surely don't. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's not like a negative event that happened. It's just these stories that kind of go unnoticed. And so I really love that. And so let's take some time to do a little bit more of a rundown on the film that you're working on and producing and sort of just dish. Give me it all. Oh, well, wow. You're getting the first dish, actually. I want you to know this. <laughs> Clearance jobs is getting... I feel honored. <laughs> well, you know, where do we start? I think what we've been asked a lot recently is, how did you pick the 10 women? You know, the way we ran the the podcast is, you know, we started with, it was a project, right? It was this fun project. And we kind of just asked our friends and mentors if they would be, they would want to join us on the podcast and our mentors and some of the, the alumni of AWIC happened to be some of the 
the seniors in our community. And when I say seniors, I mean in rank, not in age. And I always like to clarify that. And, you know, there were, there are some women that were just like clear right off the bat. So we were thinking about who we wanted to have a part of this documentary. And, you know, the first person that came to mind was the Velvet Hammer. And for those of you who don't know who the Velvet Hammer is, you'll have to listen to Iron Butterfly Podcast Season 1. And then we thought about Simple Patriot, who also had a very senior job in the intelligence community. And then we really sat down and, you know, we did planning the way we did planning for the podcast, where we're very thoughtful in the way we think about it. And we want it to really represent what the community looks like and really what our country looks like, right? We want to see representation in all its different forms. So we chose that way. And so Katie, I don't know if you want to go kind of add to that and maybe add a few more code names in there as well. So I I think what's really what's really interesting is what this project has become, I think resonates with so many people in so many different ways, even just among our own team, right? And when I think back to the time when we were kind of trying to figure out what was coming next for the podcast, there are a couple like stories that come to mind, right? So I remember back in the previous administration during the, I think it was during the like Ukrainian whistleblower event. So obviously a kind of national global story where um, the intelligence community was front and center. And I remember I was at some family gathering, right? Extended family gathering. And I remember kind of the conversation, uh, and of course, I'm not from around the D.C. area. I'm originally from the American Southwest, so very, very different from inside the Beltway. And I remember folks talking about this news story and referencing the deep state in a very negative way. And I remember having been in the government at the time, thinking to myself, like, I wonder if they realize that that's me. Right. Like when people are talking about the intelligence community and referencing this deep state, that's this like abstract concept of people or institutions somehow working against the public. Like, I wonder if they realize that they're talking about me. And so I think that really stuck with me. And I think fast forward, you know, after we actually did our kind of first filming shoot for the documentary, um, one of our uh, film film crew, our, our sound guy, Eric, actually, um, after one of the interviews, um, and this was actually with Heritage Oak from, from the podcast, he, he basically looked around and he said, you know, if this is the deep state, I love the deep state. Sign me up, right? And we were just like all four rolling laughing, right? <laughs> um, because it was just so funny. But I think that juxtaposition of like those two stories is exactly why we are doing this documentary, right? Because I think there's this idea, especially with just, you know, your average American who doesn't live and breathe in this DC world, that that somehow public servants are not working in the best interest of the people that they serve, right? And I think when they actually, and part of that is because they don't see them as people, right? Or as humans who have faces and who have families and who have friends. And, and I think when they see that, and part of that is really digging into who these people are in their personal story, it kind of brings this level of kind of comfort and trust and excitement, frankly, around what the government is, 
who actually makes it up and like what its mission is like really at its core. Um, and, and the quality of the institutions very, very much are represented by the quality of the people. Right. And so I think that has kind of been like the driving force also behind just the way that we have developed the story in this documentary and of course has, has not been difficult given the quality of women um, who are represented. And I would just say, uh, you know, we also, there has been this image that has really been per- shown in Hollywood about what the intelligence community is. And, and so the American people look at, you know, someone who works in the intelligence community and they think the first thing they think of is James Bond. They think, you know, in the shadows, gun toting, you know, and if it's a woman, you know, maybe she's sexy and she's selling her sexy self to get secrets. And that could not be farther from the truth. I think we all could agree with that, but that is not what is shown in movies. And so, you know, we're going to flip that on its face and and show, you know, that these women are your neighbors. They're like your mom. They're like your aunts. They're like your sisters. They like to garden. They have the majors in college that you've had. They have kids and dogs and they just have lives just like you and me. And oh, by the way, they also do these really cool things. Well, and I love that. And I can just hear how deeply personal these stories and this documentary and this project is to you all. And I know that we've discussed this in the past. I think things like this showcasing that, you know, these women have led lives maybe like younger listeners have. Um, And so I I think just in getting folks interested in national security careers and supporting as a public servant is really important. And, you know, you mentioned Hollywood. I mean, the media as well. I think when the intelligence community does end up in the news, um, sometimes the, the motivations behind the stories Maybe a little bit skewed, but and so I'm so excited that y'all are doing this. But I, I do have to ask, how the heck do I get a cool code name? I mean, like, how do how, how do I do that? I'm I'm for real right now. So let me tell you that um, it's not something. So usually in the intelligence community or in the military, your your name, you know, if it's a code name or it's your call sign, it's given to you, right? And so what we do with the podcast is we ask the women to reflect on themselves and to give themselves a code name. And so out of all the questions that we ask, they always tell us that this is the hardest question. And we give them, uh, you know, fair warning. They have time to think about it. And usually they ask friends and family and they think about themselves and their careers and their personalities. And they're really, really thoughtful in in their response. So they actually give themselves their code name. And so I think we're going to give you that homework and we'll see a part two or something. We'll we'll figure something out. So that's your homework. I love that. All right. Well, stay tuned, Clearance yeah. Jobs audience. You'll you'll hear a code name soon. <laughs> yeah, we should pull the listeners as well. If you have any code names for Katie, you should send. Oh them. yes, 
There, there you That's go. Great idea. All right. Everybody has some homework. <laughs> well, and I, I, I love that sort of exercise, though, reflecting on yourself, asking folks that you maybe work with, your friends with. So, I, yeah, definitely doing that homework. And I'm looking forward to seeing what my code name is. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about, you know, what you hope this film accomplishes. But are there any notable stories that you might be able to tease to today? So, you know, it's hard to tease the stories because we're still developing the story, right? The development of the actual story of the documentary. But I would say that, you know, listening to Firefly or Sable Sage or Miha or Big Mac, Kumquat, or some of the others that we referenced earlier will give you an idea of why we chose them. And maybe you can come up with your own idea of how we're going to intertwine them. We're, we're right at that process right now. So as Katie had mentioned, we just finished pretty much our last filming, our last filming session about a week ago, a week and a half ago. And so um, now we go into post-production, which we are learning. Uh, so I, I will share with the audience because we're learning as well that, you know, this is where you really stitch together the story. And this is where, you know, you make it look beautiful and you add um, music and you add visual effects if you're going to add visual effects. And, you know, this is where you really put it together. And so over the next few months, Katie and I will watch the footage over, over and over and over and kind of pull on the different stories and themes and kind of weave it together with our partner, Poor Bear Stories. Um, who who's doing the editing and and hopefully something beautiful will will come of it. Well, I, I'm sh- I'm so sure it will, and I, I'm excited to see how it all comes together. Is there a release date yet for the public or screenings? Or are you still just kind of seeing how post production goes? So what's really funny is in the film world, like all things, it's a business, right? And so part of this process for us has not only been learning about what it takes to make a film and how to tell a story and what cameras to use and how to set up a set, right? But it's also been like how to structure a business uh, and especially a, a film business, a media business, which which is much different than than just your you know your average LLC, right? And so I think for us, one of the things that we're spending a lot of time on right now is is fundraising when when you're producing a film, actually a lot of the cost of the film comes in post-production because you're actually buying or purchasing time and labor for people who have the skill sets of, of editing and composition, creating a score, visual effects, right? All of the kind of parts and pieces that go into making a really beautiful film. And so all of that is really kind of what our, what our area of focus is right now. And, and, and frankly, the faster that we're able to kind of raise our, our fundraising target, the sooner the film will be able to be released. So, you know, we would hope that uh, in the next, you know, nine to 12 months that, that we'll have something to share with everybody. The more money we raise, the, the it might tick down a little bit lower. Um, so we're, we're kind of in the throes of that right now, but definitely a really exciting moment for us. Well, and we're definitely, I mean, 
we should just, you know, put an exclamation point on the fact that we will be having screenings and parties <laughs> and for our community. And that I think that's sure. what we're most excited about is, you know, we we can't wait to to share it with with our community that has supported us through everything, through AWIC, through the podcast and through this process. And you know, kind of giving back and, and giving them this movie, a representation of them is going to be super fun. So hopefully we're going to have ton. <laughs> Part of this that, that we've talked about and why this project is so special is like, this is literally bringing women who have been in the shadows into the light. Right. And, and part of that is honoring and celebrating their contributions and their impact in a much more public way that's never been seen before, right? And so I think for us, part of the reason why we are excited for, for all of these screenings and to bring this our community together is because it's a, it's a real chance for us to celebrate not only the women who are in the film, um, but people who dedicate their lives and wake up every single day to protect their loved ones, our loved ones, and, and you know, you and I. So I, I think it's, this is a real opportunity, I think, for us to celebrate work that has gone uncelebrated for a really long time. I love it. I love it all. And we'll be sure to include links on where people can support the film just so we can see it a little bit sooner because I'm just so excited. <laughs> well, so, um, you know, we did, we talked a lot about you know, what you hope this film does and accomplishes. Um, you hope that it brings some of the honors, some of these stories of people who have go gone unnoticed. You hope it makes people who are public servants a little more relatable. You know, when, when you're in the Southwest, Katie, at your home and they're talking about the deep state, you, hey, that's me. <laughs> Stop talking about me. But, uh, uh, you know, lastly, before we sign off, I just wanted to see what inspiring words would you like to share with our women listeners who both you know both from the vantage point of currently supporting the intelligence community and then maybe for those who would like to but are just not sure how to do that or don't have the confidence to yet i would say this is for everybody we've worked in this community and now we're doing something completely different right that we knew nothing about I didn't even know the word documentarian was a word until we started doing this. And what I have learned through this process, I probably shouldn't admit that, but it's true. What I have learned in the past couple of years through the podcast and through this process with the documentary is that you really can learn and do anything and literally anything you want. You can shift, you can pivot you can try something new. All it takes is the idea and the will, you know, it's the will and the idea and, and just putting, you know, time and effort into it. And I think that applies to anything, any shift, whether it's small or big. And I would just tell anyone that's entering the community or that's looking to transition or who's retiring and is looking for their kind of second second career that you know you literally can do anything you want it all has to just stem from one idea and have the support of people behind you 
I loved that so much. <laughs> I got lost in that, Megan. Um, oh, thanks. I, I think <laughs> what I would say is, you know, the women that we have chosen for this documentary are so wildly different. Like every single one of them. I think actually the one that we have not mentioned yet is Rebel at Work, who is the oh, most yes. uh, one of a kind woman you will ever meet. Um, How could we forget about Rebel at Work? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think what was so special, you know, we just wrapped up our our last shoot, as Megan mentioned, and had several of the women together. And what was so special about that is that we kind of saw how different all of these women are. And I think what honestly makes them similar is that each of them has found the thing that makes them unique, which is kind of at at times can be like a little bit of a rough edge, right? Um, Like it doesn't fit neatly into a box and they have leaned into that, right? Like they are 110% themselves. And I think what I took away from that as a, as a young woman is like, that is where your superpower is. And I think in many ways we are kind of conditioned or encouraged and this is especially true in large organizations, you know, when you're not in the majority to kind of sand those edges a little bit. Right. And what these women have given me permission to do is to really like embrace and lean into those parts of myself that, that are a little eccentric. Right. Um, And each of us like has that in us. Right. And it's not always celebrated. And we hope that this film is kind of the permission that people need, you know, all the way down at the individual level, right? We've talked about like, you know, changes that we hope happen at the institutional and cultural level, but all the way down at the individual level, we hope that people see this film and feel like what they are and who they are and the biggest version of themselves um, is not only accepted, but, but, uh, but celebrated. So be you 110%. Oh, gosh. And so many meaningful words of wisdom. I feel like my next business is just going to be printing out those quotes that you put on pretty imagery. Quotes from (laughs) Megan and Katie. I mean, my gosh, you two. Like, (laughs) that should be y'all's next business, but you can cut me in. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) No, but seriously, I mean, like I said, your passion just exudes through this conversation on this documentary and highlighting some of these women that have supported the intelligence community. I know that it's going to serve as sort of a spark for those younger women that want to, you know, work in the government or specifically with the intelligence community. And I hope that this project is that push. I really think it will be. So thank you both so much for making these stories a reality and providing the platform for them to do it for our amazing women of the intelligence community. And so for more information on how to get a job within the IC, IC policy, and so much more, you can visit news.clearancejobs.com. To support Iron Butterfly Media and all of the amazing work that they are doing with this documentary, you can visit ironbutterflymedia.com.